Hello and welcome to Date Your Ego, Marry Your Soul podcast. I'm your host, Serafina, and I am an ego and soul enthusiast. We can no longer be strangers to our egos and how they function. So come and join me as we find out why and how this philosophy of dating your ego but marrying your soul is true and useful for you. Today, we're going to talk about EFT or tapping. Tapping is a stress relief solution that you could practice on your own once you've been introduced to it by a practitioner. It's a simple stress relief technique that requires no previous philosophical understanding. It just requires you to need to want to de-stress. And let's face it, how many of us do not need to de-stress? To explain to us what tapping is, what it can help us with, what kind of problems it has solved. I'm really delighted that today we have, from London, England, Marie Ricks. She's an expert on tapping. She's also a teacher of tapping amongst many, many qualifications, which I would encourage you to learn about on her website, www.mariericks.com. I have loved tapping. It has been a simple solution to various problems and many sticky situations that it has very effectively and quickly got me out of. So without further ado, let's listen in to Marie Ricks. I truly believe that everything starts with a thought. Okay, so we have a thought. I really want that big bar of chocolate. That thought is in our head and it pops in and you think, oh, big bar of chocolate. Suddenly, your mind, your brain, it kicks into, it's like, oh, hey, chocolate, what do I usually do? What's my habit? What do I need to bring me back into equilibrium? That's where we all, we all just want to be coasting along in equilibrium. We have highs where everything is fantastic and we have brilliant experiences, but we also have lows. We have stress, we have grief, we have trauma, we have all of those things. And all our body is ever trying to do is bring us back into that nice, calm pond of equilibrium. So you're thinking, oh, busy day. Oh, the boss wants that report on my table and the kids need me to make a Cinderella outfit and my husband is off tonight doing something and I've got to make dinner and my mother and all that stuff comes on. That's life stresses. That thought kicks into your head. Bar of chocolate, muffin, whatever. Okay, what's happening? That's the thought that went in. Your neural pathways spark off. It's like, okay, stressed out, stressed out. Really stressed, feeling that way again. I'm feeling something. I've had the thought, this is giving me that feeling in my body that I've stored. And then my behavior is, oh, I'm going down to Starbucks. I'm going to get a coffee. You know, I'm going to go to that nice shop and get a big bar of chocolate. So when that actually kicks in with tapping, what you can do is you can say, if you catch it at the moment or even afterwards, don't beat yourself up about it, is that I want that bar of chocolate because I'm feeling that way. And somewhere along the line, I learned that if I had that bar of chocolate, I would get my hit that will bring me back up into calm. But I don't want the bar of chocolate because I know it's not a good behavior, but I deeply and completely, I accept that's how I feel. And that's yeah. how I can give myself self-love but maybe I want to do something else, but I don't know what that feeling is. I don't know what it's doing, but it's not serving me anymore. 
And then when you do it, your body, what's happening is, is that hit that you've had that's saying, hold on a minute, guys, we've got to get to back to calm. We've got to get her to, what did we used to do to get her back to calm? You've taken over it. You've taken control of it and said, okay, hold on a minute. I don't want to do that thing, that behavior I used to do before. I know something's going on. I know that I'm feeling this way. I know I've had a thought in there that kicked this whole process off. But I don't quite know what it is, but I just need something to get me back to where I am, who I am, and where I actually want to be. Welcome, Marie Ricks, EFT teacher and tapper herself, Reiki healer and energy psychologist. My God, Marie, there's so much to talk about. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for asking me. Oh, it's an absolute honor and pleasure. I can't wait for the audience to hear about tapping and to get into all the other spiritual practices that you offer and your background. Can we start by talking about EFT? What is EFT? Well, EFT is it's a really gentle technique and it works by using and tapping on like the meridians along our body whilst we're saying and feeling like something that's an emotional emotion that's going on or a belief that we have about ourselves, or perhaps even an experience or something that's been quite traumatic in our lives. And what it does, as we walk through all the meridian points, we are saying the negative. We're saying, this is what's happened. This is how sad I feel. This is where I feel it in my body. And what we're doing is we're allowing the body to release and process the event or the emotion or that feeling in a very natural and it's very gentle way. So we can take a very small trauma or a very large trauma and work through it at a completely self-led pace that's very gentle, but it gets there quite quickly because Mm. we're tuning into our body and we're tuning into our mind. I know this is an audio kind of medium, but... If you had to walk us through the steps, could you sort of just talk us through them? Yep. All right. So what we do is we do, we have a setup phrase. Perhaps we'll just take something like, okay, karate chop point. So as if you were going to do a big karate chop on a block of wood, that little piece at the side of your hand, either hand, it doesn't matter which one. And what you do is you start tapping on it and you would set it up and you'd say, even though, I have this thing I need to do today and I'm worried about it. And that's setting it up. And you're going to reverse it and you're going to say, but I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And you say that three times. So even though I have this thing that I really don't want to do today, you're just talking to yourself. You're letting it out. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And from there, the tapping points are the eyebrow points. The first eyebrow point is at the beginning of your eyebrow, just at the top of your nose to your eyebrow. And you would say, this thing I have to do today, I'm really worried about it. Second point is at the side of your eye, where the bone just is meeting the orbit, it's there's a little point there and you just tap somewhere around there really gently about six or seven times. Even though I have this thing that's on today and I really don't want to do it and I'm feeling this way about it, I'm going to have to do it. And then the next point is under your eye. 
and the eye is just in the middle of your eye, just where the bone is on the socket and very gently tapping and saying, I've got to do this thing. I have to do this thing. I don't want to do it. Next point is under your nose, just at the top of your lip, and you're repeating again. I really don't want to do this. Seven by six, seven times. Next point is on your chin. So in the middle of your mouth, bottom lip, halfway down your chin, just tap somewhere really gently there. You can use two or three fingers. You'll hit that point. Don't worry about specifics. Mm. And it's, I've got to do this today. And I'm feeling this way. And I'm feeling a bit stressed. Mm. The next point would be, as you're literally working down your body, it's where you would have a tie if you were a man. Or you'd have a, a necklace if you're a woman. Just at the base, you'll find those little knobbly bits. Use all your fingers, spread them out. You'll hit the point and you're saying, I've got to do that thing today. I really have to do it. Next point is just under the arm. If you're a lady, it would just be where a bra strap is. And you get in there and you just gently tap and say, I've got to do this and I really don't want to do it. And the final point would be the top of your head. Somewhere on there, just scatter it around and just tap and say, I'm doing this thing today. I really don't want to do it. And it's making me feel that way. I really have to do it. And those are all the points. Mm. And you go round the body and you're saying, I don't want to do this. It's not, I will be okay. Everything is fine. And I deeply, you know, I am going to be great. You're recognizing and actually giving yourself the permission to say, this is how I feel. I really don't like that person or I'm really stressed out or I really don't want to do this. And it's actually completely accepting this is how I feel. And with that, your cortisol levels, we're going to it, and the amygdala at the back will release and your cortisol levels will come down. Your stress level will come down. The amount of adrenaline going through your body will come down. You will feel calmer. And from that place of calm, and you're actually saying, this is what's wrong with this is what's happening, this is how I feel, then what happens is you actually get a release and you get some resolution to what is going on because in that calm space state, thoughts will pop up. Mm. Oh, this reminds me of that time. And you will find in your body you have stored a past experience and it's stuck there. It wasn't processed. It wasn't allowed to release. Your body didn't, you held it in for some reason. Maybe yeah. it wasn't a safe time to do it. Yeah. And you held it down and your body didn't release it. And that is what is holding you back. And that's where the energy isn't flowing completely around your body in a true way. Thank you for that. I mean, I have greatly benefited from tapping and you know, you happen to be the person who taps on me. <laughs> so I have definitely gone a full circle with you in a very short span of time where I was holding on to stuff. We've tapped on it and then I've had a release. And I think the next time I would be more aware and I would be, I think, more capable of handling it and not blaming others for it which is what I did this time by the way my poor husband got the brunt of it but <laughs> I think what, what the audience should really focus on here is that what I'm trying to say from my story is that tapping was an effective stress release for me as an alternative to smoking to drinking yes. to a marijuana to 
all of my past addictions that I've fought really hard to get away from and tapping actually filled that void in a very holistic way and in a very thorough way. You know, when, when things are wrong, we want to get in there, use the, the strongest chemical and get it all out. And yeah. I think tapping does that very organically. But what I'd like the audience to understand is how you go from that physical point yes. to the emotions and then to the psyche and how did that happen? I think I'm sort of going off into how are we human beings made, but sorry. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Let me tap on it. By the way, we might stop to tap on this question. <laughs> <laughs> the way I would put it is I truly believe that everything starts with a thought. Yes. Okay, so we have a thought. I really want that big bar of chocolate. That thought is in our head and it pops in and you think, oh, big bar of chocolate. Suddenly your mind, your brain, it kicks into, it's like, oh, hey, chocolate, what do I usually do? What's my habit? What do I need to bring me back into equilibrium? That's where we all, we all just want to be coasting along in equilibrium. We have highs where everything is fantastic and we have brilliant experiences, but we also have lows. We have stress, we have grief. We have trauma. We have all of those things. And all our body is ever trying to do is bring us back into that nice, calm pond of equilibrium. Okay, so you're thinking, oh, busy day. Oh, the boss wants that report on my table and the kids need me to make a Cinderella outfit and my husband is off tonight doing something and I've got to make dinner and my mother and all that stuff comes on. I'm taking it from a female point of view. Yes, please. But I can put it to a male point of view if yes. you want to. That's life stresses. That thought kicks into your head. Bar of chocolate, muffin, whatever. Okay, what's happening? That's the thought that went in. Your neural pathways spark off. It's like, okay, stressed out, stressed out, really stressed, feeling that way again. I'm feeling something. I've had the thought, this is giving me that feeling in my body that I've stored. And then my behavior is, oh, I'm going down to Starbucks. I'm going to get a coffee and a good, you know, I'm going to go to that nice shop and get a big bar of chocolate, right? Yeah. So when that actually kicks in with tapping, what you can do is you can say, if you catch it at the moment or even afterwards, don't beat yourself up about it, is that I want that bar of chocolate because I'm feeling that way. And somewhere along the line, I learned that if I had that bar of chocolate, I would get my hit that will bring me back up into calm. But I don't want the bar of chocolate because I know it has, it's not a good behavior, but I deeply and completely, I accept that's how I feel. And that's yeah. how I can give myself self-love Maybe I want to do something else, but I don't know what that feeling is. I don't know what it's doing, but it's not serving me anymore. Hmm. And then when you do it, your body, what's happening is, is that hit that you've had that's saying, hold on a minute, guys, we've got to get to back to calm. We've got to get her to, what did we used to do to get her back to calm? You've taken over it. You've taken control of it and said, okay, hold on a minute. I don't want to do that thing, that behavior I used to do before. I know something's going on. I know that I'm feeling this way. I know I've had a thought in there that kicked this whole process off, but I don't quite know what it is, but I just need something to get me back to where I am who I am and where I actually want to be. Hmm. And that's 
Dare I say how it, how it works? Yes. I mean, it's what I love about the way you work with tapping is it's very gentle, you know, and it's very organic. And just for the audience, you know, Marie has a background working a very stressful job, just like me. Both of us have worked on the trading floor and she's, so she knows stress and she knows how it can take over our minds and our bodies. So do you think, Maurice, if I'm a banker on the trading floor and I'm having this stressful life, if I have tapping in my life, I could, instead of going out for a cigarette, go downstairs and do a bit of tapping and I would feel better? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I worked with some of the people that I did work with before and the results have been quite extraordinary because when you're in that position that the stress is hitting and we all know this the cortisol kicks in and it's like the adrenaline is running you make a decision to get out of that position sometimes it's not the best decision and if you can do that 10 seconds or even that 20 seconds and I teach people you know we've gone through the whole meridian points but I do teach people that you can tap on the side of your finger. You can tap just where your tie. It looks like you're just shifting your tie. You know, yeah. if you have your hands at the desk, if you tap just below your knees, hitting all the meridian points, 10 seconds. This is really stressful. I don't know what to do. Oh, I felt this before. Oh, what am I going to do? You're retraining your body to just kick in and actually take your pressure down. And you make the right decision and you make the right for the business and for yourself and mm -hmm. you make yourself calm. So it does, it does work. It does work. It does work. It does work that I do know. <laughs> and they've, uh, they've come up and said, hey, guess what? You know, it all went belly up today and I actually held it together. I didn't have the cigarette and the drink and whatever. And actually, I came out of it in a better position. <laughs> yes. And I, I think, you know, that is such a gift. It is oh. such a gift to have in your toolbox as a human being, even oh. if you're not spiritual, just in your toolbox as a 21st century citizen. Now tell me, do people need to start with a practitioner first and then they can tap on their own? Uh, how does that process, how is it most effective? I always say everyone can tap, you know, even before before coming to see someone, yes, you can, you know, if you're curious, go in and tap. I do suggest that if, you know, even though I'm standing in that queue and I've got to get back to my desk or I've got to pick the kids up or I've got to do something, you can actually use it. I would though suggest that if there is something that is, is not resolving itself or it is quite a large thing or it, ha it was a big event, the benefits of seeing a practitioner is that that person will have experience of people with every trauma. They've seen everything. They've, you know, they've heard everything and they will hold that space really safe. And it's that questioning or asking the correct questions to think about something that makes your brain actually kick into it. Out of protection mode to, oh, can I think about this in a different way? Can I have another thought? What would happen and if that's a, a scary place to be, if that's an uncomfortable place to be, doing this with someone who has the experience is definitely recommended. I would highly recommend it because you, your brain will take you so far. It won't take you into that spot that it's actually cut, put a boundary up and it's, it's created a wall not to go there. Yeah. And I think that is the key. 
this is something when you go out of yourself, out of your world to someone to do for you, it kind of has a completely different effect on your world and you. Whereas you yourself, you know, we're all trying. I said this to one of my guests yesterday. In the 21st century, everyone's a type A. I don't know why people try and deny it. Everyone's a type A. And, and everyone wants to resolve everything. Everyone has a way. Everyone has a method worked out. You know, everything's sorted out. But really, no, you, you need someone. And in my experience, I benefited greatly from coming to you. And I will keep coming back. But I do know when I'm away, yeah. I can tap. I yes. can tap, on, especially on my emotional stuff. Because I'm quite an emotional person. I'm a writer. I'm a poet. You know, I can get lost in my emotions. So tapping really helps me come back to my reality. And you did say that, you know, as a practitioner, you, you've obviously had a plethora of issues you've dealt with. And that leads me to my next questions. You know, what are the, some of the issues you have seen get resolved with EFT? I can go through that. I see people mainly with, you know, they're coming with stress or depression People who want to lose weight or have grief or someone, something's got not gone right at work. Divorce. I see people who are considering divorcing. Yeah. Having issues or actually in the whole process and having input from everybody. You know, what you should do, what you should behave like, what, you know, you should tell this. I see teenagers. I see a lot of teenagers. And in this world, you know, what is going on with social media and expectations and all of that, you see them coming from divorced families. You see people who have divorced and especially men who are divorced and feel they're losing contact with their children. Yes. And actually being able to say to them, especially the dads of daughters, you are so important. Yeah, it's getting them to tap through. And if they can have a little chink of emotion and being able to deal with a teenage daughter's emotion and knowing what they're doing is right, it is boundless because that's when you see the ripples going out because it's not only that man or that woman healing, it's the children, it's the relationship with the partners. And that is an area that I've worked in. People with chronic illnesses, People have MS, you know, people, HIV, AIDS, you know, you're dealing with people that have got on ongoing things, some things that will cure up that they feel is emotional. And it also gives a support for people who the emotional side of the physical thing that will be with them for the rest of their lives. And it's actually keeping the emotions there and recognizing I don't have to be strong for everybody or I need to be a little bit stronger. And it's just finding where somebody just wants to be and where their happiness is. But as I've said, it's a small little tool. It's an easy little tool, but it helps with everything. You can, mm. It dots in with everything. Yeah, I mean, I find it quite useful in my own journey, spiritual journey and human journey, because as I was saying to you earlier, before we started the chat, it's sort of all sort of coming down to kindness, really kindness to self and kindness to others. Uh, However, I'm finding that kindness to self and kindness to others in most situations requires so much strength, not just courage. It's not just dare to be kind. Of course, you have to dare to be kind in a very aggressive world. And that is difficult. But 
God, it requires so much strength. And that's a buildup. It doesn't just happen overnight. And every technique you can use to build that strength is important. Absolutely. And it makes a contribution, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I love listening to you. And I've listened to the podcasts that you have done before because you sent me the link and it was like, and it, if you could just gather all that love and all that knowledge and put it all into one place, it would be just amazing. And I truly believe that, you know, somebody will find something somewhere. You know, you just have to keep searching until you find that thing mm. that, you know, will give you what it is. But I would also add that a little bit of tapping helps as well. <laughs> I mean, that sort of leads me on to your background. You know, I think you've studied um, integrated energy techniques, EFT, of course, hypnosis, NLP, coaching, cognitive psychotherapy, and psychospiritual practices and I'm just like wow this woman has kids and three kids she's been a banker and she's a wife I'm just like what how are you doing all of that but that's another question for another podcast <laughs> for now I just want to highlight to the audience that there are various methods out there that you can access and do you want to just take us through your journey keeping in mind educating the audience on the possibility that A, it can be done, and B, you need to find your various practices. Yeah, well, um, I started on a very science-based. Okay. Yeah, computer programmer, went into banking, ended up on trading floor, you know, managing people, and then it all changed. Moved to Hong Kong with a daughter, and suddenly there I was. And it was like, okay, do I either get on a plane and start traveling around Asia, or do I actually become this mother? And for women these days, I find it very, very difficult. We've been told, we've been brought up, you can have it all. Yes. But with having it all is sometimes the expectation is still a 60-hour week at work and having it all on the other side. But actually, that's an impossibility. And I think we will be moving. And I'm very, I have teenage daughters now. I want them to work. I want them to feel independent. But I also want them to experience motherhood and all the joys and everything that it gives without feeling guilty of want, if they want to be a mother, but knowing that they can step in and out of all of these things. So whilst I was there, I started in my very scientific way to do a psychology degree. The discussion, being in Asia, I was then exposed to lots of friends saying, oh, you must try this, you must try. And I fell into Reiki. I got in and thought, how does this work? Why is this having such a good effect? You know, it's all those scientific, that's where you were. And then from there, I finished the degree and the choice was then, do I do research and work out why the child will pick up three pence rather than two pence and all of that? Do I go into traditional counselling or do I go down this thing that I don't really understand, which is Reiki, which is energy? And that's where someone said, try EFT, try and see what happens. And I went in there very cynical, incredibly cynical. <laughs> saying, well, where's the scientific fact? And I experienced it and it was, oh, hold on a minute. We're trying to do this scientifically, but actually it's within, you know, it's in here. Mm -hmm. And if we can actually access what's within us and what's around us, and we ask those nice scientific Neurolinguistic program comes from a programmer and a linguist. And what they did was they analyzed me around numbers. 
it appeals to me. But if you take those questioning where they've looked at all the best therapists, it does actually give you the questions to say, well, what do you think about this? And why do you think, you know, what happens when you think about this? And, and what would happen if you didn't think about this? And that's where integrating all of these practices and then putting the Reiki and the love. And sometimes people's heads are, I'm all with the detail. Yeah. You need to step them out. And that's where the hypnotherapy, the Ericksonian hypnotherapy, which is very, very gentle, that you can say, I'm just going to tell you a story here. Mm-hmm. And your wise unconscious mind perhaps will want to speak to me or get something from this. And once you take people out and that little chink comes in, their brain knows the solution. They mm. know what they want. Mm. And somewhere they're thinking, this is just from me and from within me. I think the sense that I'm getting from you is that you were someone who was sort of scientific, but you were open to the possibility of, you know, finding out. And that's actually what's led you to this person who does so much and so many things and can come at problems from so many different angles. And it's made you a more sensitive healer in a lot of ways. And I don't think it would be lost to ask you about the human ego and the human soul, you know, the title of the show, Date Your Ego, Marry Your Soul. Does it resonate with you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I said to you, when you actually, you know, when I, it made me stop when I said, you know, like date your ego and marry your soul. And I, it did actually. And I thought, I get that. That was inspired. It was one of those, why didn't I think of that moment? <laughs> <laughs> and I go back to thoughts. We can have a thought from our soul and it is one of complete acceptance. And that's the way I would feel about it. And the ego, it's that it is coming from fear. It's coming where I don't feel safe. So I'm going to have to do this. And I need this and I, and I need and I need and I want. And if we can actually get that thought that comes into our heads to always come from deep within us, from within ourselves, from our true self, then that's the place where we will find happiness or that's the place that we will be on our equilibrium and when the happy bits and the sad bits come in that we can easily bring ourselves back to equilibrium and it is our soul but to actually date it I mean that expression of dating it I thought yeah okay I'm down here let's see what what he has to say or what she has to say let's see what is in that eagle let's see what made that eagle and let's see if we can actually end up with somebody that we end up wanting to go home with and remain with or whether it is something just to honor that that is an experience it's something that has happened that's made that ego this way and somewhere the two need to marry Mm. and make that ego something that joins with our soul then hey you know we could have fun because you know life would be boring if we were all just (laughs) going along and doing that we need a bit of ups and downs yes Oh, that was very beautifully put. I think for me, the title just was a summation of my whole life, just culturally, professionally, mentally, emotionally, everything I've been through. And I was just like, okay, so this is what it is. Because I study Buddhism, I study the Vedas, I study A Course in Miracles. 
every chance I get. And essentially all the text is telling you the same thing, that you're living in a world that doesn't recognize the fact that you're here for a soul purpose. It's a soul purpose, you know? Yeah. Soul-led purpose. It's not anything else. So rushing around trying to make that million dollars, buying that home, having perfect skin, dressing up, whatever. You know, we put ourselves through the worst kind of stress for all of our life's ambitions, small and big. And they're just, they're not even relevant. They're not even relevant. And it's so, like when that penny drops, you're just like, oh my God, what the hell have I been doing? You know, you only got written on your gravestone. Yeah. You know, yeah, she had fabulous clothes. (laughs) She could afford the designer things. Or was it she made a difference? And and that she conquered her her demons. Conquered her demons, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I grew up with a mother who was constantly saying since I was five years old, I don't want to come back. You know, I want to just gain samadhi, which is the Sanskrit word for enlightenment. And... As a kid, when you keep hearing one parent saying that, you're kind of like, oh, okay. First, you think your mom's a bit strange. And then, (laughs) slowly. My children. (laughs) And slowly, as you go through life, because she's very smart. She sort of inculcated all these things into us when we were too young to say no. And then we grew up, we were in the Western society, and everything was in there. And so it kind of made you feel like, Oh, okay. I'm going through all of this, but really my roots are down there and I need to get enlightenment like my mom. <laughs> and it kind of just, you know, summing up for me. But no, that was very, very beautifully put. What yeah, did you get there? You're on an amazing journey. You know, look at everything that you have studied. Look at everything that you have done. Look at where you are now. You know, when I think about myself, every morning I say these things, and one of them is, is just for today, it's a Reiki practice, I will respect my parents and my teachers because they were doing the best that they could. Yeah. But in seeing them and and looking at what they did and hearing and listening and feeling, they made me who I am. I wouldn't be who I am unless they did what they did. Yes. And I can actually look at them and say, well, that that wasn't so good. That was really good. That was, yeah, I really liked that bit. And it helps me to grow. And maybe that's where my learning was. Is, and we can't, dare I say, I don't think anyone on this planet can go through and say, well, you'll never guess what my parents did to me. You know? <laughs> you know? We all have this stuff. But recognizing that parents and teachers and whatever, we're just trying to get through their own thing and saying, okay, well, that was the lesson. That's what I needed to do. And I can look at it. But I know I'm a much better person because the In some cases, they were that nice or they were that mean. It doesn't, you know, whichever way it was. I think definitely. I think one of the best ways to grow as a human being, both just normally and spiritually is, I don't know if there's a difference normally and spiritually, but it's to just send love to your parents, honestly. It's such a tender place when you get to it. And it's such a loving place because there's such a deep bond you know you're born to them or you're adopted by them whatever it is they're your caretakers they were only young 25 26 27 I don't know whatever they were 
And what were we going through when we were 25, 26? I didn't have a kid. I was free to do whatever I wanted, you know, but my mom had three kids. <laughs> I, I got I to be able to weigh that shit up, like, in, <laughs> in a <fair> way. <laughs> I've just realized, just send love. And yeah. it brings you to this wonderful place and you can just stay there as long as you want. And that's what's yeah. lovely about it, you know? Yes. But then you tap along and go, even though she did that. Even though she did that, yes. <laughs> I just let it go. It's, you know, and see it for what it is, you know. You know, she was yeah. doing the best she could. My goodness, yeah. So. Well, I know we've tapped on it for me and my mom and, you know, about this whole thing about boundaries, emotional boundaries and comes to children and parents and especially children and parents, I think becomes such a big issue and such a sensitive issue that honestly, it isn't actually that that big when you start tapping on it. And you helped me own my emotions and not be a people pleaser. And I know, um, you know, this is a sensitive boundary for a number of people who might be listening in. Could you empower us with a few thoughts on less guilt and more self-love? <laughs> <laughs> Doing it in a fun way, you know, not not yeah. getting down with it. Oh, my God, I can't say that. Oh, yeah, you should know me by now. It's, you know, let's yes. just see the funny side of this. You know? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, it, but it is a sensitive subject, you know. Somebody's in your part, you know. I, we've probably touched on this before is that there's that part of us that grew up possibly when we're younger and something happens we learn how to get ourselves to stop feeling away so maybe what we would do is we would shut down our emotions or we would have a temper tantrum or we would you know cry or we would get over emotional or whatever we learn something to make ourselves feel better again and we continue and that becomes part of us so when I'll put this culturally. In Ireland, you had to be a good girl and you had to be really good and you had to be really behave yourself and the boys could be boys and the boys were things, but if the boys did something bad, then it was a girl's fault because she was... <laughs> it sounds the same, everybody. Yeah. Let's put that all over the world. Yeah. yeah. So you've got those two parts. So you grow up and what happens is somebody comes and asks you to do something and you're thinking, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know? What, take care of your 16 kids, 12 dogs and 12 cats and your mother-in-law for the next four weeks whilst you go off on holiday? I know. And the good girl in you says, oh, I would be so happy to do that. Yes, because that's the good girl thing to do. That's a part of you. Mm-hmm. All right. The other part of you is, no, I've got all this other stuff going on and I don't have the time. And that's what I really want to say. Yeah? No. Yeah. One wants to say yes, because it's a good girl. And the other is like, no, this is my boundary. That's beyond my boundary. Oh, well over the fence, my boundary. I want to say no. So having that boundary, being able to say, actually, these are two parts of me. That part that always says yes, learned a really long time ago that if I say yes, and I was a good girl, I would be safe, I would be loved, and I would be protected. And it's just doing that job. It learned how to do it. And it's the best friend you have ever had because it's been doing that job forever and ever. And all it's trying to do is keeping you feeling safe and loved and out of harm and protected. But it's a bit outdated at the moment. You want something else. Yes. And that other part is in you as well. And that's like, no, I don't, you know, 
I need to say, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And what does that part want from you? That part wants you to feel safe. It wants you to feel loved, self-loved, really self-loved. And that's, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. This is what I want to do. I want to go and read a book or I want to go and do my own stuff. I want to have a walk. I want, you know, I want that time for me or I, I have my own work to do. Yes. And from that, what it's looking to do is trying to say, actually, I'm loved, I'm protected, and this is exactly what I need. So that's two parts of you. They want the same thing. They want to keep you safe. They want you to feel happy, safe, protected. And most of all, they want you loved. But they're just doing about it the wrong way. They're just coming at it from different angles. And if you can get to the part where you can say, actually, oh, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm thanking that old way, that old behavior, those old thoughts and saying, thank you so much for doing it. And I really appreciate everything, but I want to do it in a new way. And I want to take that inside me, into my soul, into my body. And that's where I want to move forward from with all the learnings that you've done, with my absolute gratitude with what you're doing, then the boundary is easier to say, actually, this is just another boundary. It's the same boundary to keep myself safe, protected and feeling loved, but I'm just doing it in a slightly different way. And that's okay. And that's how I feel. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, it's just, I think, I don't know, some people you connect with and I love your view on, on this stuff, you know, on this human stuff that we carry with us everywhere because it makes it more manageable and accessible. And I find that is the one mental block that people have about this stuff that it's bigger than them. Actually, it's not, it's just bigger than them because it's gone unnoticed, untended to, just like a garden, you know, we don't cut our wisteria, we have a wisteria, if we don't cut it, it just grows into the main door and then you can't walk in. So it's just like, it's as simple as that. The number of things we go through just because we don't recognize that. And I hope the audience, you know, listening to this understands that it's very easy. All of this is very easy. It's just about planting the seed and being open to it. Like you were in Hong Kong. <laughs> do you know what? I do thank my friend because the way I was introduced to this was my friend said, I've paid for something. Don't ask me any questions. Don't ask me what you're doing. You just need to show up to this room and you are to stay there for an hour. And she said, and don't get sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years later I'm telling her you've got to go see this <laughs> oh my god that's amazing see it's lovely how life works isn't it, it yes truly is, really is. How we get there. Marie I really want to ask you what your self-care routine is in light of everything we've discussed that you could share maybe a tip or two with the audience that they could do to look after themselves other than tapping which you oh, wait, there's nothing more than tapping no. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say I like gratitude. Mm. I like to do, actually, I do the double whammy gratitude tapping, but we'll ignore the tapping word for the moment. But even if it was just a walk, and I like the tapping where I say, you know, just for today, you know, I'm really grateful that I have a connection. And you can get quite deep and meaningful with this. Like, I am so grateful 
to have three children. I'm so grateful for my husband. You know, but some mornings you're not that grateful for them, you know, <laughs> that you're thinking as you're looking at me, they're going, oh, I've got to make an, a uniform and I've got to get out of bed. You know, that, that's the gratitude I'm talking about. Like, okay, I've got the three kids, but you know what? I've got a whole lot of washing and ironing and I've got to get them here and I've got to get them yeah. there. But do you know what? You switch it and you just say, I am really grateful that I got the last piece of tiramisu last night after dinner. Yeah, you just have to go to find whatever yeah, you go to find. You need to go to the truth. And that's what I've always said is okay. that, you know, when you're, you're not too happy with the husband or whatever, don't be grateful for him because it's not the truth. The truth is that he's going to work in half an hour's time. And you know what? That's okay with me, you know. <laughs> Find the truth. And yeah. I think that's what I would say with my self-care routine is I do tap. I do do Reiki on myself. Yeah. And I do. I am so grateful for the most ridiculous things in life, but they're the ones that make me smile. And I am really grateful for everything that I do have. I'm great. Actually, I'm really grateful to you. I'm really oh. grateful for meeting you and everything you've taught me. Oh my God. Thank Absolutely. you. You're, you're making me well up. No, no, no. It's, oh. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm grateful you're emotional. Oh, yes. That's why I came to you because I was just like, all right, I'm not going to get through this on my own. <laughs> I need to find someone. And I was like, this is it. Yes. No, I think it was just uh, meeting you was just one of those really uh, opportune things that happened to me. Oh. Like friend signed you up for this. My best friend actually forced me to go on a date with, the man who is my husband now. Okay. I, count, I count meeting uh, Marie Ricks and doing tapping in that bracket. And there's going to be so oh. much more to come. So Thank I, so I you know, I really can't wait. We're running out of time, but I have to ask you, you know, what are you reading? Are you reading anything right now you could tell us about? I am reading a book. I'm reading a very interesting book that is called The Relationship Handbook. And it's by George S. Pransky. Mm. And it was recommended to me by a friend, a, a fellow therapist, who said, you have got to read this. And what it does is basically it's taking the whole premise because I see a lot of couples in crisis. And what they've done is they, you go, you, traditional therapies will basically say, right, okay, well, we'll take through. And what did he do? And what did she do? And why are you feeling this bad? And we'll work through, and you will work through, and we will get through this. And you will, you know, it will take time to move through this relationship whereas this book is very coming from a very there's a spiritual way in that what would happen if we just said let's go have some fun let's not work through this let's realize that this is a thought this is a pebble that we're just carrying around and let's just drop it and let's see if we can have the fun and go back and see when we made that connection when we made those life goals together what did that feel like yeah. And when you're there, you don't need to drag the past up. Let's just move forward. And it's just turning everything I have learned, you know, about traditional relationship therapy. It's just basically taking the box, turned upside down, shaking it a little bit. And yeah. Like, okay. Now read this. Now. And I'm finding it very interesting. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for that. If anyone in the audience is, you know, looking for any tips on uh, relationship stuff, which I know a lot of us do, 
there's the relationship handbook for you. And um, I have to let the audience know, where can we reach you? Where can we learn more, more about you? Where do you practice? I practice at London Bridge. They can get me on mariericks.com. Okay. And I do a lot by Skype and I have people that I speak to all over the world, which is the wonderful thing about tapping and NLP is that I can connect with everyone. But I'm very happy, even if someone is just curious about something, drop me an email, give me a call. I'm always happy to talk. Oh, that's very kind and generous of you. Thank you so much. Well, listen, this has just been amazing. And it's been what I like about, you know, spending time with you. It's spiritual and also it's delightful. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you so much. I've had so much fun talking to you. Great. Well, we'll be in touch soon. <laughs> Thank you.